Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back to uh, and listening to When Words Fail Music Speaks. I'm your handicapped host, James Cox. And I have a wonderful guest with you, with, with me today, not with you. Uh, uh, so, so let me tell you about it first. Jane Bach is a songwriter for o- over 30 years. Uh, she loves creating and making music and, in, and enjoys teaching and songwriting. And she teaches songwriting, too. Uh, Jane has taught a master class at Vanderbilt University and taught workshops that, has, that she has created in, in New York City, Nashville, Los Angeles, and Austin, Texas. That's where I'm from. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, she has written a workbook entitled Songwriting and the Music, and the music Business. Jane is also a producer of multiple independent projects. We are honored and glad, and so glad that she could join us today. Whiskey, you're a sure possibility, and I can guarantee a definite maybe. I've been told that I'm too reckless, and boy, you leave me breathless. My stupid heart is helpless, you could be a definite maybe. Hey, Jane, how are you? Oh, you're so kind, James. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, before uh, we, we went on air, um, we, we talked about uh, Miss Chantel Ogden told me about you. And she said, you got to get her on the show. She's great. <laughs> She's um, wonderful she herself. I, I, I love her. She's great. Yes. So, um, so okay, so we, we are just coming back from the pandemic. Uh, we're slowly getting out of it. And I always ask my, my guests, how are they doing? Because sometimes it's, it's a bit harder for some guests, and sometimes not. So, yeah. so, so how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I, I really have been very fortunate that what I do, I do from here. This is my, I'm at home, and this is my music room where I work. Right. And this is where I worked pre-pandemic, <laughs> and it's where I'm working still. So I just went right along and continued to do what I do. Obviously, I could not play out, and obviously, I could not go into the recording studio, but I did all my writing virtually, and I also did demo sessions virtually, which was an exciting new way to do them. It was um, not as uh, comfortable for me right. as when I would be in the studio in person, but it worked and uh, I was able to get some some good demos done. So that was good. But I'm, you know, my husband who is sitting here with me, you can't see him, he's off camera. Um, my husband is retired and so he's here with me and... You know, it was obviously difficult for everyone. Right. Um, as you said, difficult more for some and less for others. I was fairly fortunate. So it was, uh, I was so happy after I got vaccinated and I could get out of the house. <laughs> it was just wonderful. So, yeah, we're doing great. 
I read that your husband is a is a, a Redskins football player. Is that true? He was many, yeah. many, many years ago. Nice, yeah. yeah, my friend, my friend would be would be uh, kicking my butt because he he loves, <laughs> he loves Redskins. I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be, you know, a long, very long time ago. Nice, nice. So it's, it's so I guess you made him at a game. Pardon? Did uh, did. Did you meet him at a game or something? No, 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 no. I met him, actually, I met him way after he stopped playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was never, um, I always liked football, but I was never really into it because I never really understood it uh, until I saw it through his eyes and through his brain, and he explained certain things to me that never occurred to me before. Right. And mm-hmm. and now I really enjoy it, and we'll watch, you know, we'll watch together. But nice. no, I didn't know him when he was playing. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't yeah. into jocks back then, so it's a good thing I didn't meet him when he was right. playing. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd win him. Probably never, you know, give him. I was a hippie. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, okay, so, um, I created this podcast because I wanted people to, um, to, uh, this, I have depression, right? And my co-host does too. And so I, I, I just want people to feel, uh, that, that they're not alone in this. Um, I, I don't want to say struggle because it's not a struggle. It's more like a, more like a. I guess it's like a pandemic of like. Well, it is a struggle. It yeah. has been a struggle. Yeah. Even as well as it was going for me, it was still a struggle. Yeah. You know, I couldn't see my family. I, I, you know, except like this. Right. Uh, couldn't hug my children. I mean, it was, you know, it was difficult. I couldn't see my friends, you know, person to person. It was difficult. But, and I understand I have a lot of friends that struggle with depression. Yeah. And I, you know, I have that in my family. So I know how difficult that can be under the best of circumstances. Right. Yeah. And, you know. and uh, more importantly, uh, music is is such a um, miraculous thing for me. And I know it's for you, too, because um, uh, music moves, moves to me in such a way that I can't explain, explain sometimes. Um, sometimes it gets me out of, out of depression, which is great. Uh, but my uh, question to you is, what does music mean to you? And, and like, and like, how do you perceive it? Yeah. Um, well, music has always been a very big part of my life ever since I was a child. So I've never known a day without it. I didn't do it professionally like a lot of my friends who were in bands young, you know, and out on the road young. And my uh, aspiration was never to be an artist. My aspiration was just to be a songwriter. I just always loved writing songs. And um, when I, uh, I already had children before I moved to Nashville and decided to do this professionally. I moved here a long time ago, 39 years ago, and uh, decided to go for it. And I'm very happy I did. Music has always been a part of my life. And music does, when I'm uh, not feeling at my best, music definitely lifts me up. And when I feel like going out there and complaining, I just do it through my music. So, yeah, because uh, yeah, because like I said, you know, music does wonders for everybody, and it and does, and everybody perceives it differently than than the other person. So, I'm glad it's done what wonderful things for you. It's been a real gift for me. Right. Yes, ma'am. Um. So, um, I read, like you just said, uh, um, you moved to. 
to Nashville in 1982 from New York. Uh, do you, were, were, were you born and raised in New York? I was. I was nice. born and raised in New York City. All right. And uh, yeah, and I moved down here. It was a bit of a culture shock. Right, yeah. Back then, Nashville was a very small little town, you know. Now Nashville is a a, a, a wonderful, large, culturally um, urban right. city, you know, like any of the cities. So it's great. Yeah, I, I keep hearing that if if you want to if you want to be in the music business, you got to go to Nashville. Nashville has to know, right? Well, I think you do, you know, especially if you want to be a writer. I know I, 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 I get uh, phone calls and emails from writers who are coming in from other areas of the world. I mean, I write with people, I work with people from all over. It's really a wonderful opportunity. Um, and, you know, I just, music for me is what keeps me going and what keeps me breathing. Right. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Um, so was it the the fact that like like you said that uh, Nashville was as big as as it is today? Um, was it the was it the place you wanted to to get into the music business, or for for like another reason why you moved to? to well, no, that's a good question, James. No, I moved here specifically for the music. Okay, great, great. Someone who was a um, a singer, a songwriter, a popular singer, songwriter um, told me if you want to, you know, if you want to write and that's what you want to focus on, you need to go to Nashville. He lives in L.A. Oh, and yeah. he was up in New York and he said, no, you got to go to Nashville. It's a writer's town. It is, yeah. And it's the energy, the creative energy is just permeates the town. It, you know, so. You know, I, I as soon as I got off that plane when I moved here, I felt that I could feel it. And it's uh, home for me, right? Yeah, it's just you know now, especially. I mean, nowadays there are so many venues. There weren't back then. There were virtually none. There were a couple, very, very few. Um, but now there's a venue on every corner, and it's wonderful. And there are so many people coming into Nashville and they're starting again now. They didn't, of course, this past year and a half, but they're starting to come here. And and I love it when I get a phone call. Hi, you know, would you work with our artists? It would be great. You know, and I love working with these young people. It right. yeah. keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that keeps you young, it's, it's always good. Exactly. You know, with me, I hate being bored. And that's one of the reasons why I love the podcast was talking to musicians such as you and all the music, so this kind of keeps me busy, and I have a part time job at Outback Steakhouse, so that's an awesome thing. Um, so, uh, what made you decide to go on a songwriter only route as the versus to a record artist route? Or, it never or, occurred to me. Like, oh, okay. It never occurred to me to do anything but songwriting. I just never had that you've got to have that burning desire to be an artist in order to be an artist. Right. And I, I never had that. I recognized in myself that it just wasn't there. I, I just wanted to write. That's all I wanted to do. So now the funny thing is, now I perform out all the time. Oh, nice. 
Nice. <laughs> well, because of the writers' rounds. Yes. You know, yes, when right. yeah, when you I I just love doing them. I do them all over and it's fun. You know, I really am having a good time with it. I'm not as bad a singer as I thought I was. <laughs> you're you're bad. okay, so I, I would tell you that you're an awesome singer because I um went to the writers round dot com and I saw your your um your song and maybe and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that, oh, was, that, was, that, was, that was fun. And, Putting uh, that together was fun. Yeah. And uh, you wrote that with with Alexandra May, right? Uh, yes, a definite maybe. Do you know Alexandra? No, but I saw your little um yes. thing. On, yeah. She's a wonderful singer songwriter from Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh no, yeah. And I met her here in Nashville. Uh, she came into Nashville for like three months, and I met her, and we began to write, and then the pandemic hit. And so we continued to write like this virtually right. over yeah. Zoom. And uh, yeah, we wrote that song over Zoom. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so uh, was it harder for, to write over Zoom as opposed to like her being right here next to you? Well, you know, at the beginning, another interesting question, because at the beginning, it was a little strange right. not having someone right in the room. You know, there's an energy that we give off, obviously. Right. And um, it, it took a little bit to get used to it, but it's fine. I I still do it, even though people come over here to write with me now or I'll go somewhere. I still write over Zoom or sometimes we'll use Google Meet. Right. Um, <laughs> to, yeah, Because yeah. um, I write with a lot of people in Sydney and in London and in Dublin and in Los Angeles and in New York. And so it's made it so much easier. I don't have to wait for them to come to Nashville and I don't have to wait for me to go there for us to write together. Right. Yeah. So it's that, that was a really positive thing for me that came out of the pandemic as far as work is concerned. Right. And also you can just do it in your pajamas. You don't have to dress up to go, you know, Go to exactly. <laughs> Obviously, I put a scarf on. I'm wearing my ripped jeans. Oh, that's that's fine. That's totally fine. Oh. Most of the time, um, I tell you, most of the time when I would have a writing appointment like this, literally, we would be in our pajamas. <laughs> I mean, just stick a sweatshirt on, you yeah. know, and and that's it. Who it's is going to know? Who is going to know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And no one's going to know if you got some fine flowing or not, right? So that's awesome. Uh, so being a songwriter is a great way to be in touch with your mind and and, and your emotions, right? Uh, so do you feel like it's the most relaxing thing ever in times of need, or like do you turn to other stuff and try to relax that for you know? Um, well, well, that's an interesting. You ask very interesting questions. Um, to me, writing is, it, it, I don't look at it as a form of relaxation. Um, it's work. It's hard work. Right. But I love it. I mean, I just love doing it. I, I never, I'll get to a point at the end of a day where I'll say, my brain is fried. You know, I can't, I can't do it anymore. But um, I, you know, I find that when I'm in a great mood and everything is going very, very well, I can write a really sad song. When I'm going through something that's difficult, it helps me to write a happy song. Yeah, because you want to so, get out of that, that funk, right? Exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Awesome, awesome. 
Um, so, um, as I read in the intro, um, you uh, taught uh, master classes at Vanderbilt. I did. Um, I did. That was fun. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, I teach workshops. And when I have the workshops, uh, they're generally eight weeks long, once a week. And um, with a with a master class, it was a one off. Okay. And these were master level students. They were going for their masters and they were um, it was great teaching people who really wanted to be there and who really wanted to learn. Exactly. And that's, you know, as opposed to a lot of people. And this is something I think a lot of people have to get over is they they come to songwriting thinking they know what they're doing. And, you know, they can make rhymes and they can make patterns and they write their songs and they think they're great. And that's wonderful. It is. It's wonderful. Um, I'm sure they are great for them. But if you want to do it professionally, then there's a certain level you have to achieve because of the competition. And, um, you know, so but even if it's just a hobby, I believe that everyone needs to learn how to do whatever it is to the best of their ability and to bring out the very best that they have to offer. Even if it's just a hobby, you want to do it the very best you can. So So there are many things in life that is done one way, you know, like laying breakdown or doing like homework and special, especially, but, um, is there one way, is there one specific way how to, how to write a song? As opposed to like, um, like well, can... the approach that's also, guys. I, I can honestly say I've never been asked these questions nice. before. Nice. This yes. is awesome. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've been asked, well, how do you write a song? Right. But I've never been asked, are there different ways of doing it? Yes, there are. Yeah. If I am writing, I write every day, yeah. I get up early. And I write every single day. I write by myself and additionally, I co-write. So I always want to spend time writing by myself every day. Keeps my chops up and it keeps my brain going. Um, Co-writing I love, which is a different way of approaching it, because, you know, you're getting input from someone else. And I always find that when I'm co-writing, my co-writer will come up with something that I never in a million years would have thought of. And that's amazing. I mean, that's really wonderful. And so sharing that and creating something like that together is a fun way of writing. Writing by myself sometimes can end up a little bit frustrating. Because when I get stuck on something, I sometimes have to just say, okay, I'm going to just put it down and come back to it as opposed to co-writing and having someone to bounce your ideas off with. Right. That's, so, that was my next question is which one would you rather prefer solo writing or cause, cause a, a, a totally different person might have, okay, well that, that might not work there. Let's try this this way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I, you know, it's hard for me to say I could never go a day without writing by myself or spending time by myself with it. Um, and I do go days without co-writing. Um, I guess both. I'm going to cop out and say both. I don't. Well, that's a good answer. Put it this way, James. I always have me to write with. Yes. But I don't always have other people to write with. So that that, that is true. That's that very, very true. Yes, ma'am. Um, so uh when I when uh you contacted me and uh you told me that you would 
love to be on the show, and we and, and I'm loving this conversation we have now. Uh, you sent me a partial list of of people who you work with, and I looked at that. I'm like, this is partial because it's it, it the list just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, well, the, those list of cuts. You mean that right. I've had, or yeah, yeah the cuts. list of cuts, right? right. Yeah, yeah um, I've been very fortunate. Yeah, so you work with some amazing artists. Um, so, uh, so when you first started to work with all these musicians and uh, and and do these cuts, uh, what was the first step in doing so? Did you did you reach out to them, or did they hear that you are a songwriter? Well, the way it works um, uh, is you write your songs, and you first of all you have to start out not knowing anybody. So right. you 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 know you develop your relationships, and you can't just go up to an artist and say, I want to work with you or I want you to record my song. So the way, the way, at least the way it was done back then, and I know it's still done this way. I was very fortunate. The first thing I focused on was getting a publishing deal. And the reason I wanted a publishing deal is I felt that I needed a home for me to be part of some sort of a musical family that I could grow with. And that could help me grow as a writer. And then the publisher, of course, pitches your songs and gets them recorded, gets them placed. Along the way, you meet people. Along the way, you meet someone who is not a big artist. They're waiting tables or they're answering phones in an office and you develop, they say, oh, well, I'm a singer. And I would always say, well, do you have something I could hear? Maybe I could use you on a demo. You know, I could hire you to do a demo. And I did that a lot. And some of the people that demoed my songs went on to become very big artists. So that's (laughs) how you meet people. You meet them in the business, through the business. Um, I'm my PRO is ASCAP. I've been with ASCAP for I can't even think how many years, a long time <laughs> since the late 1970s, I think. Right. And um, and so I would meet a lot of people through there as well, through events and, uh, you know, business functions. Right. Right. Awesome. awesome. Um, so, OK, so um, we all know that you're a songwriter right now. Um, so when you're writing songs. There might there might be um, songs that you put on the shelf for later for later um, pitches, right? So how how do you, did you do you know if like like oh yeah this is a, like a Reba McIntyre song or yeah this is a like a good, would be a good fit to like for like Total Wit Sprocket you know like a rock band song right? How, how do you I have out? a song plugger that works for my company, and what I do is I. I get about 10 or 12 new songs together and I play them for him live. Now he, his job is to recognize which songs are viable at this time that need to be demoed and need to be pitched. His job is to also know which of like the Reba McIntyre or Lady Annabellum or whoever, which one are going in the studio soon to record and are looking for material because if they're not looking for songs, don't waste your time right. doing it. You know, they'll, they'll always be another album, hopefully. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but um, so that's the job of the song plugger as a songwriter. I also try to keep my, um, my antenna up as it were. I get a list from my songwriter as to who's getting ready to go into the studio. So I know of the songs that I've written, 
which songs I would pitch for them. Uh, he, of course, has the final say as the song plugger. And I trust him because I trust him implicitly. Um, you know, I'll play him a song and I'll say, well, this would be a great song for Luke Bryan, whatever. Yeah. And he'll say, well, yeah, but, you know, Luke writes all his own stuff and getting a, a cut on his project is virtually impossible if you didn't write it with him, right. um, as it is with most artists today. Um, and they're all great writers. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, so but he also knows of the independent artists, which ones are looking for material. He also hooks me up with the independent artists to write with them. And uh, I met Chantel through him. And um, and so he's the one who has my back when it comes to that, to getting songs pitched and placed. OK. Yeah. Um, so I find it very amazing about your writers around, um, uh, for, for our listeners right now, um, you can go to writers-round.com and see all the great things, um, um, Jane is up to right now, but I found it like an extremely great content because, uh, what, what I've taken away from it is, is you have four songwriters um, who has come up with, come up and sing their own song, and 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 the rest of the rest of the three writers um, can like add and add to the song. Well, and write your own what song. it is is we get four writers together, and generally it's better if you have four writers for about an hour and a half. Right. Sometimes at the Bluebird they do two hours, but four writers for an hour and a half means each writer and you go around. I'll sing a song then. They'll sing a song, then the next guy. And it goes around and you end up being able to do four or five songs each. These are all original songs that we each have written. I do my songs, they do their songs, etc. cetera. And um, generally we have a little time to maybe tell a story behind one of the songs, if it's interesting, you know. Sometimes I'll start telling a story and then I'll realize nobody really cares about that. <laughs> Why? Why am I even doing that? You know, but a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, especially if it's a song that they know, if it's a new song, that's a whole different ball of wax because they've never heard the song before. When I play just me on guitar and I'm playing a song, let's say I had a Jody Messina cut. It was a big hit for her. Yeah. And if I play that song, they know the song. They're not hearing me playing that song in their head. They're hearing the record, right, they're hearing, they're, yeah. all the instruments, you know. So but if I play them a song they've never heard before, all they're hearing is me right. on the guitar. They're not hearing any production. And uh, that's always a little more difficult to pull off. You know, but it's wonderful because it's fresh and it's new and they've never heard it before. And you get a real reaction. You really do. Yeah. Because then you are purely asking them to listen to the song. Don't listen to who's singing it. You know, sometimes a great singer can make a not so great song sound great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... And sometimes a terrible singer can make a great song sound like terrible <laughs> so you know and there's a difference between a great song and a great record okay big difference okay and um so yeah so you know there's a whole it's almost i love when people uh email us through that website 
and say, gee, you know, I'm coming to Nashville. I would love to do a songwriter round. Now, getting someone who's never done that before and uh, not a professional writer, it's it's difficult because I have to be careful who I include in my round. I want to make sure that that they're capable of carrying the load. And there are so many people out there who are. But what I also try to do with that website, just for your viewers, um, what I also try to do with it is if you live in Ithaca, New York, I don't know where that came from, but if you live in Ithaca, New York, and you don't come to Nashville, but you're a singer-songwriter and you play out in the clubs in your neighborhood or in your area, you know, I would be willing to put a writer's round together for you. And, you know, I'll I'll come up. I've gone to New York to do writer's rounds. I've done writer's rounds in Los Angeles. I've done them in um, in San Francisco and Palo Alto. And, you know, you just go into the clubs and we love to have local songwriters participating. And uh, yeah, so it's not just for people who come to Nashville, but it's also for people who can't. Well, that was my next question for you because um, on your um, writer's website, you have a you have a page of 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 a list of artists that that join in the writer's roundtable, and uh, so so we, when you go to these states, do you, do you locate these artists that you have on your page? And, and, and like, well, and, the and artists that were on my page are people I work with. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember. I think um, um, I think Chip was on there. Charles Eston, he's yeah, he was yes. the star of the show Nashville, yeah, right? right yeah. So Chip is an old friend of mine, and we've been writing together for years, way before the show Nashville. And um, I met him out in Los Angeles, and I took him and showed him what a writer's round was, and he would do it with me. And so when it came time, I said to him, you know, I need a testimonial. Will you say something nice? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, say yeah. something nice about me. Otherwise, I'm not putting it on. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, Becky Hobbs, who is an amazing singer-songwriter. Becky, she's on there. She had a um, a career as an artist back in the 1980s, and she had hit singles out as an artist. She also wrote one of my favorite Alabama songs, a song called Angels Among Us. Nice. Yes, I love that song. And Becky is one of my dearest friends. We've been friends for 40 years. And so so I called her up and I said, I'm putting together a writer's round page. Would you say something nice about me? And so generally the people I asked said, how much are you going to pay me to do that? All right. Yeah. If you want something nice, no, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's how I got them to do it. These, those are people I know that I work with. So, right, right. So, what I found most exciting about this um, writer crowd is, as a fan, I've always wanted to know where did the artist or or, or songwriter get their inspiration from? Because sometimes it means so much to me. I think I I want to know what what made you want to create this right. fantastic song. Well. Every song does have an origin. Right. And yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of them are 
not autobiographical because there's always poetic license taken. I had a, a big hit with Reba McIntyre. She's cut a few of my songs, but one of them went to number one for her. Yeah. And it was based on my experience. Oh, okay. And yeah, now I took, I co-wrote it. I wrote it with um, Matresa Berg. And when uh, Matresa came up with, she said, has there ever been a song called The Last One to Know? Because I said to her, yeah, I guess I was just the last one to know. And she said, oh, has that ever been a song? You know, I said, I don't know, but I don't care. Let's write it, you know. And uh, now it took a little poetic license and changed the story just a smidge. But the truth is, it was based on my experience. And, um, you know, I've had people tell me, that I had one woman tell me that song saved her life. You know, she said, and it's, yeah. you know, yeah. she was so depressed with what she was going through and the same situation. And when she heard the song, when Reba came out with the song, she said, I realized I was not alone. I'm not the first person or the only person that ever went through that. Right. And she said, it made me feel so much more connected to the world, she said, because I felt very alone and, and very depressed. But uh, I wrote a song. I mentioned Jody Messina. I wrote a song that Jody Messina recorded, up-tempo, fun song, when one of my sons got engaged. Um, and I, it's called Dare to Dream is the yes. name of the song. Yes. And, um, and, I, I, and it was written, you know, based on he and his fiance, young and in love, yada, yada, you know, whatever. Right. And... Um, and then when they got married, they asked me to write a song for their first dance. And, yeah. And I wrote a song. And the day after their wedding, an artist named Colin Ray recorded the song. Okay. And yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Colin. He is what a voice. You should check him out. Colin Ray, R-A-Y-E. Just fabulous, fabulous artist. Yeah. Great singer. Uh, so all of my guests, I asked the same question. Um, this podcast is called When the Words Fail Music Speaks. That can't be further from the truth, you know. So, is there a song? I have that, I have that um, poster, by the way. Nice. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a fantastic saying. So, I'm like, I'm, I want this as my title. That was um, great. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, is there a song you can come up with right now, or or just a few minutes that you can that you can listen to that you heard before, but you can't tell, you know, me or your husband or your, you know, son how it makes you feel. I mean, is there one song that means so special to you that you can't explain how it makes you feel? Um, you know, most, no, I don't know, because of songs I've written it, it could be any, or just songs any, I hear. Any song, yeah. Right. Song oh, know. any song. Yeah. Oh, I generally know why a song makes me feel the way it makes okay. me feel. Right, right. You know, generally, if a song makes me feel really good, it's the music. Um, if a song reaches me at a different level, it can be the music, but it can also be the lyrics. Lyric, you know, Nashville is very lyric driven. Right. Yeah. And country music is very lyric driven. And although a lot of pop music now is becoming more lyric driven because the artists come to Nashville to hone their writing skills. Ah, and so okay. learn how to become great lyricists, seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that is true. Well, I know they do come here. And I believe that um, learning how to write great lyric is key to writing a really great song. 
And, uh, you know, you want to reach somebody. Yeah, of course, you can reach them with an instrumental. You don't have to have any words. But if you want it to be a song, you need words plus music. And uh, and I believe that the words really need to reach out and touch someone, you know, someone that has had that same experience or has felt the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Our last question for you is what's next for Jane Bach? What do you have coming up and, you know. Yeah, I have. I'm going out to L.A. on August 1st. I'm going to be doing some writers rounds here in Nashville before then. And then uh, I just did my first writers round last week in a year and a half because of the pandemic. I had not been out playing. And so, oh, my gosh, it felt so weird, but it felt so good to be back doing that. It was great. But I'm going out to L.A. on August 1st. I'll be there for two weeks Uh, working. And then I'm coming back home with an artist who is going to, I'm taking her into the studio and producing an EP on her. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So right now my days are filled with, I'm still writing, but I'm also doing pre-production for the session. So yeah, it's I'm looking forward to working with my, with my guys again, my pickers. I've been working with these musicians for so many years and I love doing that. And I'm, I have missed it terribly. Oh, so that sounds like you're going to be a very busy woman through through these like couple of months. Oh, absolutely! I'm always busy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so uh, for all of our listeners, you can contact her if you want to on Instagram at Bach and Roll. Bach and Bach and Roll. Bach and Roll. You know, I I one of them is Bach and it's Bach and Roll. I'm, no, Bach and Roll, right? Bach, yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, Bach and Roll, right? And on Twitter, you can do Bach and Roll music. And just yes. Add the word music after it, and right. on Facebook she's Jane Bach. So Jane Bach, right? Just uh, plain Jane. Yeah, your website's janebach.com, but it's under construction as of right now, correct? It is. I'm so sorry. Oh, my yeah, my publishing company has switched. Um, okay. You know, whatever you call it, the platform that they did the websites on. Yeah. And um, and they're switching to a different one. And of course, when they switched. We lost all of the music that was on there. Oh, no. And so now we have to go through and pick out. We're going to do it a little bit at a time. And I've just been so busy. The young woman that's handling it for me at the office in Los Angeles has been saying to me, "Uh, do you want your website up or not? You know, and I'm like, like, yes, I do. I just haven't had time. So I'll focus on that soon. But in the meantime, they can go to writers. Uh, dash round.com and they can leave messages there. Absolutely. They can go see me on Facebook. Um, they can, uh, yeah, I love, I, I'm not real big on Instagram. I must okay. say yeah. I yeah, need to, I, I really need to get with it. Oh, it's fine. Cause I, cause uh, I, 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 I'm actually following you, but, uh, I uh, realized you have like three or four pictures. I'm like, okay, she's. Like, I know yeah, that's I know. it. Obviously, Jane does not do Instagram, <laughs> and I need to. I need to, and I'm just starting with Twitter. Okay. And uh, yeah, yes. and uh, I just get really aggravated sometimes with Twitter, so I just go off it. I mean, Twitter is weird. Yeah. What a, we call it the Twitterverse, right? Yes. The Twitter universe, and it is a strange place. Oh. Well, if you think that's weird, go to TikTok. TikTok is weird. Oh, but I love TikTok. You know what I do on TikTok? I watch the recipes 
And the animal videos. I love yes. the animal videos. We're big animal people. And I love the animal videos. And I love the recipes. During the pandemic, I would do a new TikTok recipe like once a week. Right. And I have really made some wonderful discoveries. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so are are you on TikTok? Like, uh, like have you made any videos to... No, I have not. I never even occurred to me to do that, but I'm glad you suggested it. Yeah. And I will definitely look into it. I should. Why not? Yeah. Why, yeah. I mean, because I heard, because I heard some some great things about you know publicity, your TikTok, and, and, and it, it, it just skyrocketed from you know they're on. So um, absolutely. So we do honestly thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I've really yeah. enjoyed meeting you, James. Yes, yes. Where are you located? Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, you're in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, my one of my dearest friends, where does she live in South Carolina? Bluffton. Do you know where that is? It's near Myrtle it. Beach. No, no. Hilton Head. Hilton Head. I get Myrtle Beach and Hilton Head confused. It's near Hilton Head. I know we're Hilton Head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So thank you once again. And 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 anytime you want to come back, please do. Oh, yes, thank ma'am. you so much for the invite. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, ma'am. So thank you very much. Thank you. You take care. All right.